Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. I'm slightly under the weather presenter here today, but we move, we keep going, and we keep plowing through. And uh, I just wanted to come and basically welcome you to Groundhog Day because it looks like Aston Villa Football Club have been linked once again with Weston McKinney, uh, Juventus, and uh, United States midfielder. Um, I wanted to pop on here because he's somebody we spoke about last summer. He's somebody we spoke about the. I would say the January beforehand when we were talking about Bentoncourt and we were talking about Basuma and we were talking about all these midfielders that potentially could come in for Aston Villa under Steven Gerrard. And we're linked with him again. Demarzio uh, has, has, has linked him in, um, in, in the press today. Um, he's somebody that was initially linked also earlier on in the transfer window. He was linked with Aston Villa in a potential it was a crazy rumour. It was like Weston McKinney plus X amount of money for Emiliano Martinez, which I think was always going to be um, respectfully denied. But I think that Aston Villa, like it's it's one of those rumours that won't go away. As we know, we do have a recruitment team. Uh, Weston McKinney is a good player. Unai Emery has come in. He's worked under um, directors of football previously before, obviously, at Sevilla, he would have worked under Manchi. While he will have uh, more of a say, I would imagine, under transfers at, at Aston Villa, I think that uh, there is a consensus, I suppose, around Europe that Weston McKinney is quite a fine footballer. Sometimes his statistics don't match up to uh, what the, I suppose, the consensus is. And I'm going to show you some statistics on him. Over the last 365 days, he has uh, had one of his... Uh, poorer seasons, I think that's why he's got. Well, sorry, one of his poorer seasons statistically, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why Juventus may be open to to moving on from him. But as I said, this is Groundhog Day, and um, we've seen this link before. This is the third or fourth link that we've had 
from uh, with regards to, to, to Weston McKinney. So let's take a little look at him. We won't spend too long here because I think most people have done deep dive, deep dives into him over the last... I think I've done one on this on this channel as well. I know I lost some videos on YouTube. I know I lost some podcasts on the audio podcast, but I'm almost certain I did one of these already on Weston McKinney when uh, we were linked with Rodrigo Bentoncourt um, back in the early days of Steven Gerrard's tenure as well. But let's take a look at him. Let's see what his statistics look like because I want to talk about him from the point of view of, um, I suppose, the player. And look, sometimes I suppose that we, uh, I, I talk an awful lot about statistics and, uh, um, oh, sorry, I'm just going to load up my, uh, oh, this is awful, awful podcasting. I'm just going to load up my, my PDF here so that, um, so that you guys can see this. Um, da, 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 da. I do apologize. I do apologize. Um, Okay, here we are. So I'm just going to add it to the stream now. So as I say, yes, Weston McKinney uh, from Juventus uh, via Dallas's academy and Schalke as well is who he has played for um, in the Bundesliga. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why won't my slides move on? Yes, now they will. They'll move on now. So just want to take a look at them. And you know, I talk an awful lot about statistical analysis of players. And what happens is, you know, I hope people don't don't just think that anyone really that would do scouting or that would be involved in scouting. And look, I'm not a scout. Don't get me wrong. Jesus, that, before anyone thinks that's where I'm going now with this one. But if you want to get a true look at any player or you want to get a true feel for a player, you need to watch them, you know, in open play as well. Because sometimes it's, the statistics don't match. The, the output that that player would have or the, the impact that that player would have on the field. Uh, obviously, certain certain styles of play and certain managerial styles will affect players negatively as opposed to uh, positively. Then it would affect other players, maybe when new managers come in or they move another team. And I'll give you a point in case. John McGinn this season, I'm interested. I'm looking to see for a sample set, maybe of about 10 games under Unai Emery. And it's just unfortunate that he's been injured recently. But uh, the, that I'm looking for that 10-game sample set. So I'm going to take a 10 10-game sample set, the last 10 games of uh, Stephen Gerrard's tenure and the first 10 games of Unai Emery's tenure, the change in, in uh, formation, the change in role for John McGinn and see what um, and see what the differences are and maybe just try and highlight them. I don't know if there are differences. The on-field play looks an awful lot better, but let's see how, they, how it shapes up statistically. And that's something that I want to, I want to make known, I suppose, really about Weston McKinney. We can see here he's six, and a half, six foot and one half of an inch. He's right-footed and he's 24 years of age. He can play a central midfielder or that wide midfielder position. Not a winger, a wide midfielder. And why do I make that this, that um, 
uh, uh, I suppose, distinction there when, when I'm mentioning that because I feel that this guy could come in and play that 4 2 2 2 Unai Emery. Uh, formation. He could drop into a three in midfield. He could make it tight in central midfield. He's six foot. Uh, an awful lot of industry in his running. He's American. He's he's going to be very. He's very fit. You see him. He gets around the field and uh, and he could drop into that three if we do need to to defend on that right hand side. Or he can also go forward. I suppose on the right hand side as well. And that's something I'm going to show in a moment. See his heat map there. It is it is right side dominant, but also he does play within. Uh, Excuse me, within the centre of the field. Excuse me if I cough on this <coughs> podcast. I am a small bit under the weather at the moment. Uh, but what we can see as well there from his um, his heat map is he does pop up in the box. And bear that in mind as well, where I think he could he could uh, benefit from the four two 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 formation that uh, the new and I am replays. Now, looking at his stats, realistically speaking, they're nothing to write home about. He's like uh, he's he's a a Jacob Ramsey without the defensive attributes. That's what he's. That's over the last 365 days, what he's played um, at, at Juventus. He's, he's uh, played 21 games, I think. Started 15 games uh, over the last 365 days. Could be that that might just be last season. That's just from memory at the moment. Um, but he's he's not been a regular starter at Juventus. Juventus obviously have a a nice little carousel in in midfield that they can they can turn to. Um, but he hasn't had a massive run run of it. In uh, in midfield or, or, or with with Juventus um, over the last year or so, I'm just going to check up those statistics there once more. Yeah, it was last season he had 21 games, 15 starts. This season, 11 games, nine starts, and total he's had about 2,000 minutes in the league uh, over the last uh, over the last two years. Uh, but we can see statistics here. You look at his passing statistics. You go, "Pooh, I want to stay. I don't want anything to do with that." You can see them there in the bottom 12, 36, uh, 13%, 11%, 32%, 9%. Doesn't look really good from the passing statistics that we see there. Um, when you watch him play the game, it is a different story. Sometimes statistics can 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 open your eyes. Sometimes they can close your eyes. You don't have to be biased either way with regards to watching a player play and also the statistics. But sometimes the marriage of the two will help you to discern what um, I suppose where they can fit in within your team. Position stati statistics there as well doesn't receive an awful lot of passes. He's not a workhorse. If, sorry, he's a workhorse in in his movement in his industry and in getting around the field and positionally he's very very good. He's not a workhorse, isn't they? Don't feed him the ball like we would feed Bubakar Kamara. Juventus haven't fed, don't feed Weston McKinney. He's not somebody who needs to be fed the ball. He's a space stuffer. He is a um, he's a he's he's a he's a tactics guy essentially. He's going to come in. He's going to play that position really well for you uh, on that wide right or in that right right hand uh, position. Um, so uh, he's, as I say, he's naturally right footed. He basically he's a utility man across the middle of that that midfield for for Juventus. He's got unbelievable stamina. When you watch him play, just even even turn on a YouTube video. I don't usually recommend that, but you just see him. He's run runs around everywhere. He's got great stamina. Consistently presses in midfield. I am so disappointed that FB Ref uh, no longer have pressures and successful pressure statistics. I'd like to see that from see what these guys are because they can really change the complexion. Specifically, when we look at the at the defensive side of things, he doesn't dive into a tackle as we can see there. He doesn't make a whole pile of tackles, but he gets blocks in, gets decent amount of interceptions in, and he doesn't commit that 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 many fouls throughout the course of uh, um 
throughout the course of, of 90 minutes. But he possesses other type of abilities as well. You know, he's very fast. His ability to dribble at the ball at pace, albeit that he doesn't dribble an awful lot, he is quite successful when he's got the ball at his feet and dribbling with the ball. He ghosts into the box. That's something that I want to see as well um, from... Um, from our midfielders. Something I've talked about recently, I talked about previously under Steven Gerrard, getting midfielders into the box, but getting them in there at the right time. We've seen a good bit of it for Aston Villa since Zuna Emery has come in. We saw it when Buendia scored. We saw it when, um, we saw it when Douglas Luiz scored at the weekend, even just against, against Spurs. Those midfielders being able to run past our strikers, get into the box and score. Do we think Weston McKinney can do it? Because when we look at these statistics here, I'm looking at it going, oh, this isn't anything really to write home about. But let me show you the next slide. Because let's take a little look at his shooting statistics. This guy is up there with some with one of the most clinical midfielders in all of Europe's top five leagues, based on statistics. So when you see him, he scores. Uh, when, when he gets the ball or when he takes shots, he's quite adept at scoring. So he does not very wasteful. What we can see here is that the, the one thing I want to bring your attention to is average shot distance. Very last statistics I have there under the shooting stats. 13.4. 13.4 meters out from goal. So he takes most of his shots in the box. I don't want somebody being wasteful taking the shots from 20 yards out. This guy gets in the box. He slots that ball away. Goals per shot. 0.17. He's up there in the top 92% of all, of all midfielders in the top five leagues in Europe. Shots taken, uh, shots on target, 33%. Shots uh, shots on target, he has 0.43 shots on target per game. But he takes uh, 1.3 shots per 90 minutes. And, and look, his statistics from a shooting point of view are pretty good. So, things that don't show up on a numbers board from, a from the statistics that I can get my hands on are things like distance covered, uh, pressures, RIP, loved that statistic, but it's no longer an FBRF. Pressures, successful pressures, they don't show up. Uh, I can guarantee you, and I don't have these to hand, so I can't guarantee you. I retract that statement. I would be interested to see them because I would think that those uh, statistics would rank very, very highly. Industry, effort, and ability. This guy has it when you watch it in the field, albeit that he's not a workhorse. He's, he's, passing statistics are low because he doesn't have that many progressive passes, because he doesn't pa make that many passing attempts. Um, he hasn't got that the high pass progressive pass distance because he doesn't make that many passing attempts. Ipso facto for the shot creating actions, goal creating actions. If he does, if he isn't one of these people, it's a metronome that consistently passing the ball in midfield, and he's got a low pass attempts number. That's going to affect his overall passing statistics. So when we look at his pass completion rate, he's up there nearly at eighty percent. I think that could be a small bit better. That's one I will kind of hammer him for a small bit and say I would like to see that up around 84 percent. But the rest of them there. Just showing you statistics sometimes can be affected and potentially, you know, for somebody like you, Weston McKinney can make him look worse than he actually is. So that's going to do it. Actually, just before we we, we, uh, we, we finish up, <coughs> excuse me, um, he's played 11,484 minutes, 182 appearances, 124 starts. He's only 24 years of age. Um, that is uh, impressive. Uh, that is impressive. He was born in 1998. Uh, he scored 18 goals over the course of his uh, career. Uh, 10 assists, 
breaking broken down by clubs. He's uh, 91 appearances for both Schalke and Liver- and Juventus. Uh, five goals and six assists for Schalke. 13 goals and four assists for Juventus in three seasons. So the guy is coming into his prime. He's coming into uh, he's he's been getting better year on year. And look, as I say, if he ended up at Aston Villa, I think that we would see somebody that would uh, outperform the statistics. You can see that. But I thought he was an interesting study. The statistics sometimes don't show you exactly what the player is. So it's important to watch him and look at the numbers as well. That's going to do it for me, everybody. Thank you so much. Weston McKinney, who knows? It's Groundhog Day, but let's all celebrate it together. And we will be back with more transfer news over the course of this transfer window. So stay safe, stay healthy. And all I have to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.